Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. Thank you for coming, for braving the, the, the cold. Florida, when it drops before 40, you might as well just cancel everything that's happening because y'all Floridians just, you know, you got three layers of jackets on and my son left the house today looking like the younger brother from the Christmas story. His <laughs> arms were like that and he was legit like, mom, I can't. And we were like, shut up and come to church. So thank you guys for being here. Um, listen, if uh, we've never met before. My name is JJ, and I need to catch my breath because I went in and worship. Okay, now I can talk. Um, my name is JJ Vasquez, and along my uh, side, my, my wife, their name is Liz. Liz, we are just pumped, so pumped to be, uh, to be at church today with you. And if you didn't know that, that means you're a first-time guest. And so we do this every time. We're just, we're just so grateful that you decided to join us today. We want to make sure you feel welcome. If you're looking for a church home, uh, we think you found it. This is an amazing house of believers and encouragers. And so why don't you prove me true and put your hands together one more time. Welcome all of our first-time guests. Thank you. Hey, and keep it going for Journey Church Online. Journey Church Online, we love you. Journey Church Online, you are a part of our community. We know you meet all over the country, even all across the world. And if you are not in this room for health reasons today, we want you to know that we support you. Take your time. When you feel safe, we welcome you back with open arms. But if, so if you were here for, not for health reasons, that's great. But if, if you're not here in the room today for habit reasons, if you have gotten used to attending church in your PJs, get out them PJs, all right? It's the Holy Spirit convicting somebody right now. Put on pants. I know you're at church, right? Put on some pants right now in Jesus' name. No, I was just messing with you, but also kind of serious. I want to let you know where we're going as a church so that you can come along with us on the journey, pun intended. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are in it right now. How many people? (laughs) Amen. How many people are hungry right now? Say amen. Amen. I had somebody come up to me today at the beginning of the service, said, Pastor, I'm hungry. And, and, I, and, I, said, and I said, that means you're doing it right. It means you're doing it right. Somebody came up to me uh, a couple years ago, and they were doing the Daniel's fast, like vegetarian. And they were like, I got this vegetarian fast down so good, it's like I'm not even fasting. I was like, then you're probably not. <laughs> if it's like you're not, you're not. There should be a challenge. There should be a little bit of stretching, a little bit of tearing and ripping. And, and it's, not so, it's not because God likes to see us sad, by the way. It's because less of us always equals more of him. And so when we put ourselves in a position where we kind of diminish our cravings and diminish our desires and our wants, then what happens is a really cool side effect, more of what God wants pours in. And so that's really the heart behind it. If you haven't joined us yet, last Wednesday we had our first prayer service of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. For those who didn't come, those who did come, can you just let them know how awesome it was here? It was so good. So good, guys. So good. So good. It's Wednesday nights. That's probably why you weren't here. You didn't know. It's Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Obviously, if you get out of work late, can't make it, right? No guilt, no shame. But it was powerful. I told the church last, that, that night, this past Wednesday night, that, you know, we believe that God is omnipresent. 
It's a theological term that just means he's everywhere. And that's good news because that means you can't hide from him. <laughs> and not like in a creepy way, but like in a good way. Like when you're in the club, like he's there calling you back to himself. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in the hospital room fighting for your life, he's there too, fighting for you. And so like you just can't get away from him. But there are times where even though he is omnipresent, he steps into a room. And I really don't know how to explain it other than like you look around and you go, oh, he's here. And when that happens, there's a joy and a peace and a strength and a, a fervor to your life. And, and I'm going to just tell you, Jesus showed up in the room this past Wednesday. And I got a feeling he's going to show up again this Wednesday and the Wednesday after. So you are invited to come be a part every Wednesday night. Uh, just for the, just two more weeks right here in this room, uh, 7 p.m. We got signs out. It's kind of dark, but we'll be there waving at you. Um, that is not a mugger. That is a journey greeter in the, <laughs> in the shadows trying to say hi to you. It was pretty dark. I was like, oh, Lewis, what's up? You know, but I didn't. It was scary. Um, also, uh, small groups begin February 1st. February 1st, small groups begin... I can't emphasize this enough, the, uh, just you being a part of a group. It's really important. Uh, 2020 taught us anything. It's that we need community in our lives. And so we've got two ways to do this. We've got in-person groups, um, and then we also have online groups. And again, depending on uh, your health, you might uh, defer to an online group. I would just say try to get in a group. And we don't have a lot of groups available. And so the groups will fill up fast, which is why I also want to encourage you to lead a group. There is somebody here who needs to lead a group. You've got a call to lead people, to comfort, to pastor, to encourage, to preach and teach. And so leader group training is going to actually happen online for Journey Church Online. You can watch it right after this service, or you can do it in person today, right after this service. We've got, there'll be people with signs, right, Pastor Jenny? They'll be holding the signs. Crystal will be at the blue tent. No signs. Just go to the blue tent, and there'll be a, a woman there named Crystal. She's really nice, and she will give you all the next steps for leading a group, and we hope that you would uh, consider doing that because uh, our, the church has grown way beyond my ability to pastor it entirely, and so we need some under-shepherds. We need some people who feel like God's called them to help other people to step up into this, so I'd encourage you to do that. And finally, and I'm, I'm pumped about this. It's the first time I get to announce it. Our Love, Sex, and Marriage series is coming back this February. We're calling it Fairy Tales. We're calling it Fairy Tales because there are some myths about relationships that you need to just destroy right now. And so we're going to talk about all the things we think relationships are supposed to be. It's coming February 7th. We talk about this because this is our most popular series of the entire year. Every year we get people coming from all over. Um, online viewership, if you go to last year's series, it's always the highest viewed sermon series there. And I think it's because you really have two kind of people. You have the people who are tired of being single. And you got the people who are tired of being married. <laughs> and they're both like, I need Jesus. Uh, and it's right here, I need Jesus. And so... And so, um, no, honestly, if you're single, uh, we want to encourage you in your singleness. Um, if you're engaged, we want to encourage you in that. It's going to be an encouraging, challenging uh, message. Um, if you're looking for somebody to get into a relationship with, uh, let me just say, this is like an easy date ask right here. Like, come to church with me. And then they get here, they realize it's about love, sex, and marriage, and they're going to put two and two together. And that could be a way you initiate. Uh, so just saying... We've had relationships. So, or you can just join the Journey Kids team because Journey Kids is all ladies right there. So if you're a dude looking for a lady, Journey Kids team is the one for you. The theme of everything I just mentioned, if you've been paying attention, has been growth. We want you to grow through prayer and fasting. We want you to grow in a small group. 
That's where Journey Church does discipleship in groups. We want you to grow by becoming a leader. We want you to grow in your relationships. And the reason why is because in 2021, we have decided to get ahead of whatever may come. And just we decided in advance that 2021 is going to be the year that I grew. The year that I grew. It's going to be the year that I grew. That is the title of the series that we've been in. We started it last week. We're continuing it now. And I think it's really important to have this kind of mentality. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I come into January, like most people, with a repair mentality. There are some things in my life that broke last year, and I need God to fix them. And if you came to church today with a repair mentality, let me just encourage you, that's not a bad thing because Jesus' profession on earth was a carpenter. So if there's anybody who knows how to put back broken things, it's the carpenter. So be encouraged. If you need some repairing, guess what? You're in the right place. This place, Jesus can repair you. But the problem with only approaching God in January with the repair mentality is that a repair mentality by itself will only lead to resent and repeat. As you look back, you're just going to resent all of those mistakes instead of learning from them. And because you're always looking back, chances are you're going to repeat the same mistakes this year. So if you want to break the cycle of repair, which is what will happen, because January 2022, guess what you're going to be coming to God with as well? Repair. So if you want to shift what your January looks like, you have to shift your mindset. I'm going to ask you today to shift from repair to prepare. Repair is God fix what happened last year. Prepare is God get me ready for what you want to do this year in my life. And the prepare mentality is a growth mentality. And it, and it, it doesn't lead to resentment. It doesn't lead to repeating. It leads to hope. It leads to beauty. It leads to transition, transformation, change. And so we want to encourage you to do that. That's what this series is all about. And God wants that for you as well. Hebrews 5.11 has been the scripture that we've been reading out of. We're going to read this pretty much every week, so hopefully you have this memorized. There will be a test. There won't be a test. Hebrews 5.11 says this. We have much to say about this. Remember that this is what God wants to do in your life. He's got something he wants to teach you, tell you, show you some revelation, but he can't get it to you. Why? Because it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try. Say that with me. Because you no longer try to understand. The author of Hebrews is saying God's want to get, God wants to give you something, but you can't get it because you stopped growing. More specifically, it's not even that you just stopped growing. It's that you're not even, can we put it up again? Trying to grow. You know, God can do a lot with your trying. By a show of hands, how many people, raise your hand if you, are, if you are a really good Christian. Raise your hand if you're a really good Christian. Like, okay, I'm at the right church. Okay, well, that was good. I'm just, just making sure. There was one lady. She was like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Are you ready? Here's the good news. Raise your hand if you're trying to be a good Christian. Aren't you glad that you serve a God who says, hey, if you would just try, I can finish the rest of it for you. If you try to be good, if you try to grow, if you try to read your Bible, if you try to worship, if you try to get close to me, I'm so grateful I serve the God, not just of the doing, but the trying. <laughs> Somebody told me, Pastor JJ, you've grown a lot this past year. I said, well, I'm trying. I don't know if I'm doing. I, I never, you know that no one, you're always the last person to see your own growth. So I can't tell you if I've grown because it's me. I can't see it. All I can tell you is for sure, for sure, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm reading books I haven't read before, listening to podcasts I haven't listened to before. I'm fixing stuff in the house to bless my wife. <laughs> this is a new me. I'm trying. I'm trying. Somebody say, I'm trying. I'm trying. Come on, I haven't said this in a while, but put it in the chat. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
I'm trying. I'm try- I said, put it in the chat. People said it here. If this was Simon Says, you would lose. I'm trying. Verse 12. We are never going to get to this message. Verse 12. This is, I haven't even gotten my title yet. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths. God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant, a bebe, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. God says, you want that milk? I'm trying to get you a burger. Who by constant use have trained, somebody say trained, themselves to distinguish good from evil. We're going to go back to training in just a second. Hebrews 6.1, this is like our foundational verse. If we were building a pyramid, this would be the bottom verse right here that we're building up to. This is our hope. This is our prayer at the end of these five weeks, at the end of prayer and fasting. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ. We're always trying to learn more about Christ. That's what Christianity is all about. It's what the faith is about, learning more about Jesus. And be taken forward to maturity. And I love verse 3. It's a declaration. This is the year that we will grow. And God permitting, say it with me, we will do so. I want to go back to verse 14 and focus on the word train for a second. That word in the Greek is gymnasium. Gymnasium. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Gymnasium? Gymnasium. That's right. It literally means to exercise naked. Now, let me pause and say these are one of the few times that I would encourage you to not take the Bible literally. Just one of the few times, like maybe the only time that you shouldn't take the Bible literally. But gymnasium, gymnasium is where we get the word gymnasium from, and it's where we get the word gym from. And it just fascinated me to see that there might be a connection between my faith and my fitness. Maybe there's some things about fitness that I can learn and apply to my faith. And it started just coming to me real quick, like, oh, yeah, like, you know how at the gym, it's not just one visit that's going to get you fit. It's not just one crunch that's going to get you a six-pack, right? It's consistency. It's going back every day, going back three days a week. That's why when you're in there, it's called repetitions. You can't just lift the bar one time and be like, Boom, that's it. I'm good. I'm going home. It's consistency. It's repetition. I just want to encourage you. When it comes to the faith, it's not what you do one time, but it's the repetition. It's the consistency. It's when you don't feel like it, getting the kids ready, stepping into this building. It's when you don't feel like it, lifting up your hands and worshiping. Have your hands ever felt like 120 pounds? Come on. If you've ever been to the gym, you know you bench press, you go, man, that feels heavy. Sometimes worship feels heavy, but it's okay. Just repetition. Just keep doing it. Just keep pushing up. Just keep lifting it up. God will bless you. It's repetition. Repetition. I thought about how sometimes in the gym they tell you to work out to the point of failure. Have you ever heard that? They say you got to go to the point of failure, failure, failure. I thought, man, that's a lot like faith. Sometimes it's failure that happens right before the breakthrough. Sometimes it's failure that leads to your greatest growth. But right after they tell you to work out to failure, they tell you, but make sure you have a spotter. Spotter is the person who's behind you so that when you work out to failure, you don't crush your sternum. So when you work out that failure on the squat, you don't embarrass yourself in front of the whole gym. How many people have been that guy? <laughs> Jason and I were that guy one time. <laughs> we were just like, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. It's like, the one time I take you with me. <laughs> Never again, Jason. And I thought about in life, how if we're going to fail, we got to make sure that we have somebody behind us right there so that when the bar falls, we got them to lift it up and encourage us. Say, you got it. You can do it. One more rep. One more rep. There's more in you. We need a spotter for us in the faith. So then I started doing some research, got on Google, and I was like, I want to see if there's any connection between the gym and the church. So I got on Google, I started looking it up, but it wasn't the right time to look up statistics on the gym because it's in January. 
So all the, you know, the analytics and stuff, they started popping. It was all negative stuff about the gym. And I'm like, I'm trying to preach this. I can't preach this if it's all negative stuff on the gym. But I thought that I might share these statistics with you because it's not like the church has anything in common with any of these statistics, as you will soon see. Not at all. Not at all. Here's the first statistic I read. Of the gym members who sign up in January, and according to the Fitness Industry Association, most people have quit or stopped going after 24 weeks. Many more would probably have quit earlier if they didn't agree to a six-month contract. <laughs> That's not like the church at all. It's not like the largest attendance all year is January and February. It's not like the attendance crashes after March. <laughs> not at all. Second statistic was, according to Market Research World, gym goers are more likely to eat chocolate than non-gym goers. Specifically, 18% more likely. I thought, well, that's not like the church at all. Except, I've never been more tempted until I became a Christian. Anybody else with me? When I was a sinner, I could do what I want, think what I want. Didn't matter at all. I was just saying, I'm still a sinner. When I didn't know <laughs> that there was a better way, I would be tempted all the time and not even notice it. But the moment, it turns out that they weren't eating more chocolate. It turns out that because they were trying to eat better, they were just aware of the chocolate that they ate. I just want to tell you, as a believer, if you're more aware of your failures, that doesn't mean you're going backwards. That means you're growing forward. Because the old you wouldn't have even been able to track it. But the new you is like, yep, I'm 18% worse. I've been, been tracking it. The old you wouldn't even track it. You just... The new you was like, that's going to cost me. At least you thought that. You're growing because now you're thinking of the consequence. Wow, the third thing, the third statistic, <laughs> the third statistic was a study commissioned by Kettler sampled 2,000 participants. And 50% said they only go to the gym to check out the opposite sex. <laughs> if you came to church today, to check out the opposite sex, you in the right church. I just want to let you know right now, hey, we got a good-looking church. I will tell you right now, we got some fine people that call Journey Home. <laughs> Unless you're married, then we are not that kind of church. We are not that kind of church at all. <laughs> I actually don't mind that. I think church is the best place to pick up people. As long as you're also, as long as, as long as Jesus is also picking up you. That's the core of it, right? The heart of it, which is what breaks my heart because then the statistic goes on to say almost a third of those who took part in this survey admitted that they never even broke a sweat at the gym. Which leads me to believe it's one thing to have a membership and another thing to exercise. It's one thing to be a member of a faith. It's another thing entirely to exercise that faith. And the thing that causes growth in your life is not your membership card. It's the exercise that you put once you're here. That's why I want to push you today. That's why the title of the message today is simply this, stretch marks. <laughs> yeah, stretch marks. And, and it came out of being married to a woman who was pregnant three times. And every time she would get pregnant, she would come out the shower and she would pull out this thing. I'd never even heard of it before. It's called cocoa butter. I didn't know what cocoa butter was. First, I thought it was something you eat. 
Then I thought it was something you set the mood with. I was like, okay, cocoa butter. <laughs> Turns out it's a skin moisturizer, and you put it on when you're pregnant to reduce the, 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 like the stretch mark like signs, like the, 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 the tightness of it, and thank you, and the, just the it of it. I don't want to say ugly because it's beautiful. All of it's beautiful, but beautiful. And all of it's in. And I asked her, I said, wow, is that cocoa butter really going to work? Is that, going, is that going to eliminate all the stretch marks? She said, no. <laughs> if you get pregnant, you're going to have stretch marks. This just reduces the number, the, the, the distinction, the amount of stretch marks that you get. Here's, here's why that hit me and why we call in the sermon stretch marks today is because everybody wants to grow. But are you aware of what growth will cost you? Yes. Are you aware of what you will have to pay if you want to grow? Because the result and requirement of growth, hear me, is stretching. So you're going to have to stretch three things if you're going to want to grow. So, Because so I, 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 I know this is not a good message for like, people who are thinking about becoming Christians today. <laughs> you're like, I thought this was going to be easy and simple. And, and I just don't want you to sign up for one thing, be in this for a little bit, and be like, that's not what you said. You said saved by grace. You said no works. You said that. It's even in your Bible. It says, no works. I just want you to know, even if you're thinking about being a Christian, I got good news and bad news. I'm going to give you both in one sentence. Being a Christian doesn't mean you stop sweating. Hello. It just means you stop sweating the wrong things. It means you stop sweating provision. It means you stop sweating acceptance. It means you stop sweating failure. It means you stop sweating rejection. It means you stop sweating sickness. It means you stop sweating platform and fame and appearance. It means you stop sweating those things, but do not get it twisted. And anybody who's been a Christian longer than 10 years, please say amen. Being a Christian takes some sweat. Takes some sweat. And so I want to encourage you today to put in the work to grow, okay, because you're not just going to grow by coming here. And so let me give it to you real quick. The first thing God wants to grow that you're going to have to stretch is your timeline. You have to stretch your timeline because you don't get stretch marks by growing. You get stretch marks because you grew too fast and you were not ready for the growth to happen that quick. So I'm going to ask you a question three times, and I think your answer is going to change every time I ask it. Here's the, here's the, here's the first time I'm going to ask the question. How fast... Do you want to grow? Now, since this is the first time I'm asking the question, I know everybody's like, right away, right now. This thing I've been wrestling with, I want to get on right now. And that's a, that's a very childlike answer. Because if you ever ask a kid, have you ever noticed how kids want to grow up so fast? The rest of us who are paying bills are like, nah, chill. Enjoy it while you can. Be a kid. My son Justice wants to grow up so fast. He told us the other day, we sat on the bed because we were watching a movie, and he was like, he was upset. He's walking up the stairs. You know how kids, they stomp, you know? And then he was like, when I get older, I'm going to watch all the movies. <laughs> I said, all the movies? He said, yeah, I'm making a list of every movie you and mommy are watching right now. <laughs> and when I get older, I'm going to watch all the movies. I said, you won't be able to watch all the movies. So how come? I said, because you're going to have to get up early to go to work. He wasn't ready for that answer. He said, well, I can't wait to drive. I said, I can't wait for you to drive either. He said, how come? I said, because then you can start doing errands for your mom and your dad. <laughs> Here's my point. We're all fascinated by the reward of maturity, but we run away from the responsibility of maturity. 
If you're going to want to grow, just know that growing up means things. It means things. And I find when he was eight, I gave him a remote control car. When he gets 18, maybe I'll have the opportunity of God blessing me to give him a car. The longer you wait, the more you're given. The longer you wait, the more you're given. Anybody in the market for buying a dog, a puppy? I'm not selling mine. I'm just asking. Anybody in the market for buying? You are in the market buying a puppy? Do you know what kind you want? Husky Shepherd Mix. You need another one. You need two. Okay. So you know. You know two. What are you looking for? Doberman? Okay. Okay. Be careful. With the do- you know, but it's cool. If you've ever gone shopping for a dog, you know you can't just pick one up right away, right? They don't sell them on Amazon. Yet. <laughs> That's the next thing they're going into. You know that. Prime delivery, Doberman. You know, it's going to happen. They were like, we made them in a factory. It's uh, okay. Clone them. We cloned them. Um, that's Amazon's going cloning next. I'm sure of it. Uh, you got to wait. I know because we tried to breed our puppy, uh, our dog, and, uh, and I felt like a lot of judgment when I said that right now from y'all. But like, he's just such a handsome dog. We're like, you need to have babies before we, you know. And so, so we did it. We hooked him up with this girl. It was real weird. I felt like a pimp. I felt like a, like a dog pimp. Like, I didn't like the feeling. We, we know, we're like, okay, now you know what to do. You know, like, I don't, it was not, it was not, it was nasty feeling. <clears throat> and then when people found out that we were having puppies, they were like, oh, can we get one, can we get one? And we were like, well, you're going to have to wait, like, at least two months, because that's how long it takes. A dog is pregnant for two months. Uh, a lion is pregnant for three months. A human is uh, pregnant for ten months. An elephant is pregnant for two years. Every woman in the church just said no. No, no, no. Could you imagine being pregnant for two years? Oh, my goodness. Nope. (laughs) Why do I mention that? A dog is pregnant for two months. A lion is pregnant for three months. A human is pregnant for ten months. An elephant is pregnant for two years. The stretch of your weight will often dictate the weight of your fate. The longer you wait, the longer you wait, the greater your weight. I only mention it because some of y'all want elephant blessings, but puppy timetables. And you can't grow like an elephant. That's like a in two months. You want what God has planned for you in the next two years to come in the next two months. That's like a puppy giving birth to an elephant. It won't happen. You got to wait. That's why, and by the way, that's why the person that you're praying for in your family hasn't given their life to Christ yet. Because if they were just going to be an average, everyday, run-of-the-mill Christian who sits in a chair and raises their hands every once in a while and comes to church two times a a month, maybe less, then they would have already been saved by now. But the plans that God has for that person, what God does in their life, it's going to be revolutionary. He's not just going to get saved. He's going to have a ministry. And he's going to help other people discover the freedom that he discovered in Jesus himself. That's why you're waiting because the thing God's doing in his life is big. By the way, that's why we call pregnancy not suck time. Yeah, because it it sucks. The stretch marks, the, 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 the back pains, we call it expecting. 
Because we know that as uncomfortable as the way may be, there is something coming out on the other side of it. You need to change the vocabulary around your process. I'm not waiting. I'm expecting. I'm expecting God to do a miracle. I'm expecting God to get in my breakthrough. I'm expecting God to heal me. I'm expecting God to send me there. I'm expecting him to send her. I'm expecting my children to serve the Lord. I'm expecting my wife to be a believer. I'm expecting to be able to send my kids through college. I'm expecting. I'm not waiting. I'm expecting. As much as the waiting time sucks, we call it expecting. Oh, also on the other note, two months. The lifespan of a puppy is 10 years. Don't even, I don't even know. This is the first dog I've ever owned, the one we have. I can't, I'm not even ready for that. So ready. We've got five years left. <sighs> I'm going to go on sabbatical that month, okay? A lion, pregnant three months, lifespan 13 years. An elephant, pregnant two years, lifespan 60 to 70 years. The quicker the process, the quicker the death. So the reason why you're not free yet is because if God delivered you right now, you'd run back. The reason why I know with all of my heart and believe with all of my faith that I am finally free from pornography is because it took me decades to shake it. And the length of my weight has dictated the weight of my faith. I believe it. I believe it. We're running out of time, so I don't know. But I'll give, you, I'll give you this stuff really fast. Stretch your timeline. Here's the second thing. You got to stretch yourself. Stretch yourself. Matthew 12, 9 through 10. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand was there looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Here's verse 13. Then he said to the man, stretch. Somebody say stretch. Stretch, stretch out your hand. And so he stretched it. Say stretched it. So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees, this is, I vote this verse, the most anticlimactic verse in all of the Bible. This guy's hand gets healed. It's a miracle. How do the Pharisees respond in verse 14? But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. There were two things that were stretched in this story, the hand of the man and the mind of the Pharisees. One stretched, the other could not. The man whose hand was stretched, God was able to stretch it and do something powerful in his life. Most people believe that the, the man who, was, who had a crippled hand, uh, that the reason he had been crippled was he had been crippled from birth. And so it's important to understand that the strength he received, he received in the process of doing something he'd never done before. If his hand was crippled from birth, then he had never experienced what it was like to stretch. So Jesus was returning the man's strength by asking him to do something he'd never done before. This is why we say that the second thing God wants to stretch is yourself. Because when God is getting ready to put strength in your life, he is going to ask you to do something you've never done before. If you want to build muscle, a lot of people don't know how the process of building muscle actually works. The weight that you're lifting, you have to lift something that you've never lifted before because the weight causes a stretch in the muscle fibers. The muscle fibers then have micro tears. The micro tears heal and recover, and that healing is the size of the muscle. All that to say this is God asking you to do something you've never done before. If you want to grow, I think the answer is yes. 
And I want to give you some ideas of doing things that you've never done before. I'm going to hit these real quick. Number one, 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you've never done it before, you need to jump. It's not too late. Do it with us. If you're fasting in a way you fasted before, do a fast you've never done before. Number two, join a team. You can join a team. Get on the dream team. Go to Next Steps in February. Get on board. Why? I don't know if it's going to have time. It might be hard work. Yeah, it's called stretching. Number three, maybe some of you need to join a small group. And some of you are like, I don't want to join a small group because I don't like people. <laughs> Y'all, I took a temperament test a year ago with a psychologist to find out more about myself. At the end of my temperament test, it gave me a description of all the jobs that I wouldn't be good at. And it said, and it said any job that deals with people, don't do. <laughs> so any job that requires speaking or listening to people, don't do. For a second, I felt so targeted. And then I was like, maybe, am I not called to do this? Or, or does God's strength find perfection in my weakness? I think that's how it is. And so maybe the less you want to be around people, the more you need to be around them. Because maybe that's what God's going to use to increase your growth. And I just want to pull out two groups that I want to encourage you to be a part of if you've never been a part of groups at all. The first is freedom group. The people who are making noise are people who have been delivered and set free. My sister included. She's a freedom group leader right now. So proud of her. It ends, it's a 12-week small group. It ends in a two-day conference, and it's exactly what the name implies. If you need to get some things clear in your system, Freedom Group is for you. The other one, really excited to announce this, JLA Midweek. A lot of y'all know we have Journey Leadership Academy. It's two years, 18 to 25. It's college. But for those outside of that age group who can't commit to go to college or who are done with college, this is a small group we're going to do every week for 12 weeks. Then we take a break in the summer. It's going to be two years long. We're going to teach you theology, character, leadership development, and the best part, it's all free. We just want to develop you and grow in you. We're going to have Bible professors come in and do teaching, and I'll do some teaching, and so there's that. The other thing that stretched, we talked about the, also JLA, if you're 18 to 25, consider JLA to wreck your life in the best way possible. The other thing that stretches is not just the hand of the man, but I said the mind of the Pharisee. You know how the mind of the Pharisee stretched? Not when the miracle happened. That didn't blow their mind. If you go back to the verse, it says, if you had a sheep in a, in, a well, in a well, would you save it? And the Pharisees responded, yeah. And so what's the difference with this man? At that moment, the mind of the Pharisees stretched, and it didn't stretch from people to sheep. You know what it stretched? It said, if you had a sheep, in other words, you would have no problem rescuing this sheep if it was yours. But because this man doesn't belong to you, you just think, forget him. You know what the biggest stretch is? The biggest stretch, me mindset to others minded. Immature Christians, immature people are always about me, 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 me. But the mature are always thinking about others, 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 others. So let me give you some practice, a practical message. Here's something you can do, lead a small group. That goes from me to others right away. And there's training for that today. God's calling you higher. Be others minded. And the other thing right here, it's called a random acts of kindness card. There's hundreds of them. As soon as you leave these doors on the table, and as it says, it says something extra to show God loves you. And on the back it says, and so do we, journeyoral.com. I want, to, I want you to take these cards home, and I want you to look for opportunities to do something kind in the life of a neighbor, a friend, or a stranger. When you're going through the McDonald's drive-thru and you see a car behind you, say, hey, I got the bill of that guy too. Oh, he got 23 kids? I got the car behind that car. I got the car behind, behind that car right there. And then, and then you say, and when, and when you give them, him the food, would you mind giving them this card too? And then they're going to say, sir, your meal was completely paid for and it came with this card. God loves you. 
and so do we. Maybe this means you're mowing the lawn, you got a home, you see your neighbor's lawn is, is, not, is, is not, so you, you, you mow it, and then you just lay this little card on the grass. I'm just playing. No, then, you, then you put it on the door with a little note, you know, saying, hey, just thought I'd do a nice thing for you. I want to let you know God loves you. One of the things we did in our neighborhood when we had these was we went to our neighbor. He was the neighbor who was like the meanest neighbor in the whole neighborhood. And I don't mean mean, like he wasn't mean mean. He was just like bitter, like he was just like just a bitter dude. And Liz is always like, I'm going to love on him so much. He's going to love us at the end of the day. And so Justice and Zane, we had our, our random acts of kindness card. They uh, wrote a, a, a note, like, like they drew him in crayon. And they said, to our neighbor Howard, Howard, if you're watching, we like you now. And so you like us now. So it's all good. We like each other now. And so, and the kids, the kids took it and they put it in their mailbox. I'll never forget Zane, what he said when he was drawing the card. He was like, this guy's going to be so happy. <laughs> As he was writing it, we left it in. On the, and the next day, um, not the next day, maybe a couple days later, we hear a knock at the door. And then uh, it's the guy. And he's got like a scowl on his face. And he's like, he hands me an envelope. He goes, just walks away. I'm like, oh, heck. <laughs> something just happened here. We open up the envelope. It's a note. It says, our lives have gotten so much better since the Vasquez family moved in across the street. Thank you for the note. It meant a lot. Love, Howard. I was like, Bobby, look, he liked your card. It took five minutes to draw that note, another 30 seconds to drop it off in the mailbox. But he got a message. God loves him. It could be Starbucks. It could be finding somebody who has COVID and sending them an Uber Eats gift card and, and, and put that in the mail too. I'm a note. God loves you. So do we. Journeyrl.com. It's not about promoting the church. It's about promoting God and letting them know that they're not alone. There's a community that loves them. And I know this is going to stretch a lot of you. It's going to stretch a lot of you to be able to put yourself out there. But that's what this series is about. It's about growing in your faith. Can I give you the last thing? The last thing God wants to stretch, John chapter 21, verse 18. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. This is Jesus talking to Peter. You went where you wanted. When who wanted? You and I wanted. But when you are old, you will, say it with me, stretch out your hands. And someone else will dress you and lead you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter was going to die on the cross and stretch out his hands. And uh, it's interesting to me that this is the conversation that Jesus has with Peter, because before this conversation, Jesus was telling Peter, I'm going to die. And then Peter was like, never, ever, ever will you die. And then Jesus, being the great encourager that he is, told Peter, get behind me, Satan. And then after he said that, he said, because life is not about doing what we want. I know you want me, but life is not doing about what we want. Life is about doing what God wants. Here's the final stretch. This is going to hurt a lot of you. But we got to stretch from what you want. To what God wants. That's the ultimate stretch. It's the ultimate stretch. I got a quick video. Uh, a lot of you guys know Ernesto and Kathy. Uh, Ernesto um, serves on our, our quality control team, and Kathy's like the wisest, one of the wisest women that I know. She's amazing. Group leader, just amazing woman of God. And uh, they have a son. They have three kids. One of their kids' names is Silas. And how old is Silas? Silas is two. And uh, I saw this video on their IGTV, and I had to ask them after I saw it. I said, can I show this video to the whole church? Do I have permission? I mean, I usually use my kids in illustrations, but I don't know if I'm crossing the line, but can I use your kids in this illustration? <laughs> and they were so kind. They were like, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, and so I want you to watch this video, and I promise 
It'll make you laugh, but I also promise there's a point. So they were in the Target. They were in Target. You know that story. Target. And, uh, and Silas is a huge Buzz Lightyear fan. And, uh, and Silas saw a stuffed Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Cue the video. Put it back. Put it back. We're not buying that. No, we're not buying it. Put it back. No. Come here, Silas. Put it back. No. Silas Brooklyn. Somebody better send you twenty dollars. <laughs> Now, for those who don't know Silas, you need to know Silas is not a bad kid. Silas is a kid. And when a kid sees something they want, they go grab it, not because they're bad, but because they're a kid. That's the level of maturity that they live their life at. So I thought about this illustration to put together because I wonder if there's something you're praying for. And the hard hard part about preaching to so many people is this guy over there is praying for something else and this lady over here is praying for something completely different. This person's in their 20s. This person's in their 60s. They've got different needs. But but will you imagine with me? Whatever you're praying for, what if your prayer is like this? What if this was your prayer? This Buzz Lightyear was your prayer. I'm going to ask you a question. How mature are your prayers? How grown is your prayer life? Because in, oh, in I just got to say it, like don't get offended, but like I'm here to make you better, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I was trying to make you better. Because an immature prayer, going through 21 days of prayer and fasting immaturely is having a prayer request and saying, it's mine. And God's like, but what if I don't want you to have that right now? And you're like, no, it's mine. I got him. That was the funniest part. He was like, daddy, I got him. Like, I got him. It's mine. Hey, but I don't think that relationship is the best for you right now. It's mine. Hey, I don't think that job is, is, is actually going to help you right now. It's mine. Hey, I know you're praying for healing, but there's actually more that I'm going to do through, through the illness. But it's mine. See, the immature prayer is, it's mine. But the grown prayer is to go through 21 days of prayer and fasting and say, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. See, it's not wrong to ask God for things, but our posture, the posture of prayer cannot be this. The posture of prayer is always this. God, if it be your will, send it into my life. But if not, it's yours. God, change this person's life because I know I want that. And if we can get together and I know it would heal me, God, that house and, and that would be so awesome. And it's like, if that's okay, that's cool. But you're also, but it's in this position. But if it's not your will, God, it's not mine. 
It's not mine. It's yours. It's always only been yours. Prayer and fasting. This is probably my greatest failure as a pastor when it comes to communicating. Prayer and fasting is not doing something special so that God can do what you want. Prayer and fasting is making enough space in your life so that God can do what he wants in your life. And so what is your Buzz Lightyear? You can trust them. Let me just tell you, Ernesto's a great dad. It just wasn't in the budget, right? If he would have afforded it, he would have got it to him. But let me tell you something. When God says no, you ought to be encouraged because God doesn't say no because he can't afford it. God says no because you can't afford it. So trust God's no. Trust him. Trust it. So what is your buzz? For a lot of people, it's your heart. It's your life. So every head bowed, every eye closed. You've been straying away from Jesus for many, many years. And this is your first time at church in a long time. Or you've been attending for a while, but now you really feel God impress upon you. I need your life. You've been, you've been living without me. And now I want you to live me. Would you give me, not your buzz, would you give me your life? If that's you and you're in this room and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to pray for everyone else in a second, but you are not a believer, I'm going to need buzz real quick. Leave Buzz here because he's going to be a, are you ready to give your life to Jesus? If that's you, then when I say three, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. Yes, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you in my heart. I need you in my heart. That's you. On the count of three, if that's you, raise your right hand. I need you, Jesus. Online, if you're at home, raise your hand online. Put the raise hand emoji in the chat. On three, if that's you, you need Jesus in your heart. You're ready to surrender all over this place. One, two, three. Right now, shoot your right hand up high. Come on, I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on, I see that hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Amen. 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 Surrender fills the room. It's an aroma of sacrifice. Go ahead and put your hand down. If you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you didn't raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me so that we can make it more comfortable for those making that decision. All over the room, everyone say, Father God, here I am. I give you my life. I've been away for a while but I'm ready to come back home. I surrender and sacrifice. I'm tired of living my way, my lifestyle, my decisions, my preferences. I lay it all down for what you want in my life. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart. Take my future into your hands. In your name we pray, amen. Come on, put your hands together for 10 people who made a decision. Come on, you can do better than that. Stand to your feet and help me welcome 10 people who made a decision to follow Jesus. Amen. The last prayer before anyone leaves, this is really your moment. Before anyone leaves, this is your moment right here. If you are here today and that Buzz Lightyear illustration hits you because you've been asking God for something and oh snap, you just found out that God was asking you for the thing you were asking him for. If that's you, then I want you this moment to pray a prayer of surrender. And what you're giving up is not your life. What you're giving up is... Well, it's different for everyone. But this is true prayer. This is true fasting. This is true growth, y'all. If we want to stay babies, we can stay babies. God, give me, give me, give me, I want. But the true mature growth, the kind of thing that God wants to do in your life is what you want. What you want. So every head bow. 
Father, I pray right now that your spirit would fill this place right now. I pray for a, a spirit of surrender in the room, Lord God, a spirit of surrender in the room. There's something we've been holding on to, and God is saying, you know what? What if you just give me that? You know what the best part about the Buzz Lightyear Silas story is that somebody actually sent him the Buzz Lightyear in the mail. It's amazing. He left the store without the toy, but somehow the toy found him. Sometimes when we surrender and let go of things, God finally sends it to us when we're ready to let it go. But are you ready to let it go? If you want it, you got to let it go. If you need it, you got to let it go. God, you take it. 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 Come on, surrender all over the building. You take it. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.